right. Hi, and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas. And I'm David. And together, we're your weekly guides to unlocking the power of presentation skills. Now, whether you're in sales, leadership, coaching, training, or any other field, this podcast is your go-to resource for transforming your ability to captivate and influence your audience and become a master presenter. Indeed. And let's not forget that presentations happen every single time we speak to another human being in any context. That means that every single person can benefit from these skills. So that's, I love that. And it's amazing. We we have been doing a presenter mastery training. We have our program that we've been doing for a year. Mm-hmm. And I just came to you and said, David, we are not reaching everyone. And we should really do a podcast together to talk about the things that we do and teach people all over the world, as you say, to be able to communicate better by the coffee machine with their boss, wherever they are. And and here we are. You just jumped on. That is true. Yes. I've been in this profession of communication skills coaching and training for close to 23 years. I've wanted to do a pod for five years. I haven't really, I guess, prioritized it. And then you came along and said, do you want to do a pod? I want to do a pod. Just you all get the connection here. Lucas is my boss. He, uh, he runs my company. So he says what I do. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I, since you're still the founder, I will always see you as my boss in a way. But but I like this. Uh, yeah. The we can always blame each other for for the things that we decide to do. <laughs> <laughs> the best combination, man. Yes, yes. All right. So in this podcast, we're going to dive into what presentations really are, and basically, you've divided that into three different layers. You've got presenter skills, delivery skills, and content skills. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you want to share why you view it that way? By the way, there's a cat in the room. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a small bell uh, on his around his neck. Emil? Well, we are in a house from the 17th century, and it's just fitting to have a cat that catches all these mice that are running around. True, good point. Shouldn't be in the studio, though. All right. Yes, fair enough. Absolutely. I love simplifying things. Like I love breaking down the subjects that I work with into its smallest, smallest component, because then I can explain it to other people in a better and more clear way. And so I love creating models. And in this case, I it was just it just became clear to me after all of these years, God, it's been two decades that Anything and everything we do in a presentation situation comes down to content, what we choose to share, the story, the words, the the spices, the structure, and then delivery skills. What's your facial expression like? Are you smiling when you're saying things that are, are positive? Do you have an open body language? Are you using functional gestures and so on? And then the last one was um, the the mental state of the person has like a tremendous impact on their ability to communicate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I just boiled it down to those three. And what I find beautiful after doing that, like a couple of years ago, I it, everything just fits so 
snuck in snug into all of those. Mm. Well, it's, it's so so. What I'm hearing is that you basically you see presentations from a skills based perspective. And I know that one of the, the biggest misconceptions that we face when we go out and talk about presentation skills is that many view presentations as a pure talent, something you are born born to do. Yep. What is your 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 answer to that? I'd say that I um, I first started looking into presentations from a um, purely rhetorical perspective, as most do. And then I started looking at it from a neurological or a neuroscience perspective. I thought that there must be something below that. So I started looking at the biochemistry of presentations. And I spent years doing that. And then, of course, what's the next step? And that's genetics. So I started looking into, are there any genes that influence our ability to communicate? I could only find one that possibly influences our ability to communicate, and that is a COMT gene called the warrior gene, which means that you are less prone to being influenced by stress and nervousness. So these people are usually people who work uh, as firemen or they work mm. as um, policemen, policewomen. And I assume that they are in more control of themselves when they present. So I'd, I'd say that could probably influence but besides that, I have taken literally any person, irrespective of how introvert, how bad they were presenting initially, to becoming amazing and bypassing those who people find to be natural presenters. Mm. But So you say that basically there is something that we could view as a presenter gene. Presenter gene, <laughs> but, <laughs> but having it or not having it, you can still become brilliant at presenting. Yes. By the way, have you done a DNA test? Uh, I did, yes, correct. Okay. And do you have, do you know? You have to then be able to check if you have that comp gene. Oh, I guess I, I did it from a ancestry perspective oh, to right. see where I came from. So I'm not sure that it, it had the are you a presenter or not no. <laughs> place in it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to check that out. We got to, we have to have another episode on this one. Yeah, and then the we presenter have, gene. Let's do, a, let's do a gene <laughs> test and see where we end up. Ooh, yeah. ooh I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so presenting has been part of your life for 20 more than years. Yes. And it all began somewhere. Like, why was communication and presenting the thing that you just dove into? Because you've, you've gone into understanding, as you said, rhetorics, and then the biological, yeah. neurological perspective, and even down to gene level. Like, what drives that? Something mm. must have happened that just sparked the interest for communication. Hey, man, that's a, that's a splendid question, and I wish I had a straight answer. My best guess is A... My mother, Anna, and my father, Duncan, they were both truly interested in psychology, in philosophy, in mindsets. So I'm absolutely certain that their discussions influenced my interest in behavioral science. B, I became depressed at a very young age, 21, and I think that it could be a coping mechanism. I kind of, uh, I obviously wanted to cover up my depression because I wanted to be a functional human being. Mm. But I think I lost my um, 
my natural ability to communicate. So I had to learn how to communicate and how to behave. And it wasn't until I, uh, I hacked my depression years later that I truly became super skilled at what I did because I think then my natural abilities to communicate m- combined with my learned abilities to communicate married and mm. those are two of my guesses mm. I think uh, one third one is that at school I used to always hang out with the people who were bullied because I, I always had this sense of um empathy for other human beings and what i found is that they were usually not good at communicating which meant that they were most commonly they ended up in situations they didn't want to end up in and i just uh, i saw that over and over and over again and i just thought that was so bizarre and so sad that just based on that their inability to communicate they ended up being bullied in various ways not all Um, but yeah so i think it's a combination lucas Mm. i don't know exactly the right and correct answer to it Mm. no uh, that's totally fine it's it's a lot of things and setbacks in our lives and the things that we want to change form where we want to go right so yeah yes from that then because I'm curious, I, I have the possibility and, and, and the, the honor to ask you a lot of questions in this podcast. And like, what were the steps you took from that point? I mean, you, 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 you focused on people that were bullied. You were realizing that communication skills are truly important for everyone. And then you started studying them and learning them. And how did that then evolve to where we are today? If you could like look at certain moments in time from that period and then like what were the biggest impacts that led to where we are now i'd say that i um my first step was that i went on national television in sweden they just uh, popped up in on one of the uh, open keynotes that i was doing i didn't know they were going to be there but then it was broadcasted live all over sweden and uh, it went on reruns like four or five times and from that, Sweden practically exploded for me. Like, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, Lucas and I are currently sitting in Sweden, in Västerås, in a small village called Ramnes, in a big manor from 1796 called the JP Manor. So that happened, and then that launched me into TED Talks. And that just opened up my international career because the first talk I did was how to avoid death by PowerPoint mm. and it I became synonymous with that subject. Mm. And that was the same thing that uh, the national TV recorded? Or? Yeah, yes. yes it was. So I became Mr. Mr. Death by PowerPoint <laughs> and people still stop me wherever I travel around the world and they're like, I saw your TED talk, it was good, I liked it, you changed my presentations forever, mm. 18 minutes of pure gold. So I did that and then that launched me into the magical science of storytelling, which again became the biggest TED talk in the world, both those are, mm. and that launched me into a US career in, in that path, everybody wanted storytelling, that was mm. super hot. And then my third TED Talk, which was 110 Steps of Excellence. I think each of those TED Talks were the reasons uh, that propelled me forwards and just made me international keynote speaker Mm. and coach. Yeah. Thank you, TED Talks. Yeah. Yeah. 
good place to start. <laughs> a good place to start, yeah. yes. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I, I'd love to dive into more, but I know our listeners also are, might be here to wonder what is presentation skills. So I just think that we could talk a little bit more about what to expect in the podcast yeah. going forwards, what Smart. the presenter master is about. And we've covered that it's skill based, right? So, and we have presenter skills, delivery skills and content skills. Yeah. So would you like to develop on like, how did you discover the presenter skills what's underneath of that because i know that we have you you, you have done the wow course in sweden you mm-hmm. launched a six substances book and that's basically what ends up being the mindset of a presenter so if you can dive into that part of it yeah um yeah sure absolutely yes and, and the book coming out of 31 languages is called high on life internationally so if you're outside of scandinavia you'll be looking for that title well, I'd say from uh, from all of these point of views, I I have experiences that launched me into one of these subjects. So presenter came from a couple of realizations. The first realization was when I was in Malmö, which is in Sweden, a city in Sweden, and uh, I had a keynote at one, and uh, I was in a coffee place having just a coffee with a friend it was about four minutes away from from where i was going to do my keynote and i was sitting there we were enjoying our time i looked at my watch and i'm like okay we're an hour away an hour and like five minutes and then um, i looked at my phone and i like multiple missed calls and multiple missed texts and i'm like what is going on and I, I, I check the texts, and it's from the uh, the person who I'm who's who's booked me, and like, where are you? Where are you? And it's like, where are you? It's uh, it's an hour now. Mm. Uh, where are you? It's thirty minutes. Where are you? It's fifteen minutes. Where are you? Exclamation <laughs> mark! It's four oh minutes. God. We have eight hundred people waiting for you. Where are you? Wow. I'm like. I froze and realized that uh, due to time zone problems, it had been just, it was incorrectly booked with one hour in my schedule. (laughs) Oh boy. I got in the car. I drove again. It was just like literally four minutes in normal pace. I got there in two. And I remember, I thought so, uh, it was so vivid to me because I I saw her outside the arena and she was absolutely devastated, sweat coming down her forehead, the person who booked me. I'm like, I have two options now. Either I can run out of the cab, be super stressed and just, you know, like give this entire impression of that I've kind of lost it, okay? (laughs) Or... I just walk out of the cab like nothing is wrong and that this is my style. And for some reason I picked <laughs> the second one. Style. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason I picked the second one. Yeah. So <laughs> I I open the door slowly. I walk out of the car and she, she you know, yeah, she's just breaking up, you know. And she runs up to me and she's like, Where have you been? We're starting, mm. you know. But I'm like, but it's two minutes, right? <laughs> and you have my slides. And I assume you have a technician ready for me. And she's like, yes, yeah, well, not a problem then. I like to arrive just a little bit late. I find myself to be on edge. (laughs) I don't know where I got this from. I was probably panicking, so my brain wasn't working correctly. This has never happened before nor after. 
I I get my mic. I walk up on stage at the absolute second that I uh, came in, and I delivered what would be my best keynote of date. Like it was just ten out of ten. Wow. And then I realized I I have I'd always had the skills. I had the same content. What was different? It was my mental state. For some reason, I'd put myself into a mental state, which was Mr. Bond, you know? <laughs> this is my world. I mm. own this. I am so cool that I can arrive two minutes before and own this. <laughs> Somehow, I put that mental state into myself and absolutely smashed it. Mm. Uh, this then became clear that I had had so many clients who I'd trained in these 110 steps. I'd trained them in PowerPoints. I'd trained them in excellent uh, communication skills, storytelling skills, structures. I could make them world-class in skill and content, but they were still consistently failing because of their inner communication, their presenter um, part of it, who mm. they thought they were, how they envisioned uh, themselves. So that became one of these letters, P, mm. presenter, being good at communicating yourself, steering your own emotions, inducing dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin at will because your presentation requires it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's what the book High on Life is about. And that is uh, one of the elements of the Presenter Master Training Program and all coaching I do. And you know what? Oddly enough, I think it's actually about 70% of uh, what my clients need when I speak to them. Mm. Like they need this more than the skills themselves and the content itself. Mm. There you go. Wow. So that came to you way long into the career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was um, about seven years ago. Mm. So it kind of coincided with me hacking my depression as well, which yeah. was about seven years ago, but they both happened fairly dually, wow. these, both these um, experiences. Mm. So that was, that was uh, P. So let's have a look at C, which is content. Yeah. That's another story. I was invited to look at another keynote speaker. I was in a conference. I was going to do the final keynote. I, and then there was a chap who was delivering a presentation just before me. And I was looking at this presentation and I'm like, there is absolutely nothing that this person is saying which makes any sense <laughs> at all. This is, it didn't have any, any sensible content. There was no chance you'd bring anything with you from that. I was just sitting there. However, the audience loved it. Oh, they were applauding, they were mm. crying, they were laughing, got a standing ovation in the end. And I'm like, how is that possible? And that also connects with something that I've heard so many times people say, and that is they, they come to me and they go like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I went to this awesome presentation. It was freaking brilliant. Have you seen this guy? He's what, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, I haven't seen him. Like, what was the presentation about? And then they go, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was about, but it was amazing. Mm. I'm like, wow, how can this even be? So I started analyzing that and realized 
that what they simply were doing is what they, they were emotionally stimulating the audience to such an extent that content simply wasn't interesting or wasn't prioritized. Mm. So I thought to myself, I wonder how many emotionally stimulating ways or techniques there are. And after studying that for a long, long while, I ended up at 136 core ways to emotionally stimulate another person from stage or in a mm. presentation. And this guy, when I look back at it, oh boy, he was, he was, he was, he was the best, you know, he was splendid at this. He was spicing, this is what I call them, every, like every 10 or 15 seconds. And these people have, that have never seen it before. Mm. So they were blown away. Um, so that's content. Now, obviously, if you have content that makes sense and you make it emotionally stimulating, you'll win yeah, against yeah, somebody sure, who's yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. emotionally stimulating content. Mm. Well, I have to ask you, like, who, 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 who was this person? Yeah, so the guy's name was... No, ne <laughs> would never say. I would never say. Ah! Yes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't like talking badly about people. So, yeah, but... Well, I, it's not badly. He was... Br he, well, it was a he? I, I massively criticized him initially there, though, so okay, okay, a little okay, bit badly, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it ended up him being very good at that particular thing, mm, though. Mm. Mm. So if you don't have anything good to talk about, spice the hell out of it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And you know what the beauty of that is? That there are no boring subjects on this planet. Mm. There's so many, I think, maybe listening to this pod, and they have this idea that oh, no, my, my subject is boring, people will fall asleep. No. Mm. There is not a single boring subject on this planet. There are multiple ways of making it boring. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's a TED talk where a guy, he talks about nothing. Yeah. For, I think it's 10 minutes, 8 minutes, 9 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's brilliant to watch because he executes on what we're going to go into, which yeah. is delivery skills and the, and the spices. Yes. And just makes it so intriguing to yeah. listen to. But it's all just about nothing. Which he repeatedly also says yes. <laughs> in the TED Talk. It's, I, I love that one. Uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, yeah, we should definitely post that as a link in the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll find it, it and, and <laughs> put it in notes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's, uh, that's mind-blowing. And that comes also down to delivery skills, which is the third letter of this model. Mm. And we had presenter, and, and, content, yeah, and delivery. And, and, and here in delivery skills, I know you're going to talk about your 110 steps, but this is the thing that really gets people to think that you're probably a maniac yeah. for doing what you did <laughs> probably yes i'll never do it again <laughs> never <laughs> so what did you do david I was, what did you do <laughs> i was so so tired of looking at skills after doing it for years and years a total of well i just when i was coaching people you know i started to see patterns so I started to see that some people had an open body language, some had a closed body language, some had functional gestures, some hadn't uh, got functional gestures, some had distinct gestures, some didn't. So I, I had like a grasp of some of these. And I thought to myself, what happens if I give that to others? And that's obviously what a coach does. He takes something he learned from one person and gives that to another person. And I thought to myself, wonder how many of these skills I know like I've seen as a coach. So I wrote down, I just sat down and just wrote down, I think about 45. So I like in my mind as a coach, I knew 
45 skills and I knew how to coach people on those 45 skills. But then, of course, and the second question, which is very natural, is are there more skills? Mm. 45, would that be the only ones or would there be more? That was the first question I asked myself. And the second one was, if it was possible to systematically write down every single skill, coaching would just be a gazillion times more efficient mm. instead of like guesstimating. Mm. Um, and uh, so with those two in mind, I just started. And I, for each and every person I saw and coached and analyzed and met and uh, observed, I just wrote down, I looked like, any more skills, any more skills? Ooh, bent knees. I didn't have that one. <laughs> bent knees. People tend to bend their knees in a strong emotional expression. Mm. Bam, that one's going down. And then I kept on looking, kept on looking, kept on looking, and I'm like, hmm, that one. Oh, yes, what's that? That's a... That's a genuine smile. That's a Duchesne smile. It has a particular name, right? Mm, mm. Mm, okay. That one has to go in here. And then I just carried on doing that. Seven years. I think I did about 3,500 speakers and my team helped me out on the rest. Mm. I think we went through about 5,000 speakers. Mm. It took seven years. After that, I simply couldn't find any more skills used by the presenters. I can't really, this was a while ago, but I think we found about 200 skills and then boiled them down to 110 core categories mm. because it just got too many. Even 110 is too many for people to gasp and grasp. Because <laughs> when I show them it, they go like, hey, yeah, it's no, you know, like I'm, that's too many, David. Mm. I don't even know where to start. No. So it's still too many and 200 would have just uh, crushed people. But uh, we've obviously boiled that model down into like mother skills, which are the most important skills to learn mm -hmm. and those that affect others and so on. But this is, these are skills. But I, I want to share a story on this one as well, as I shared a story on the other two. And that is where I, um, one, uh, one thing that truly motivated me to do this study was an encounter I had in, in Borlänge in Sweden. And that was, I had a group of 10 and I remember them all delivering their presentations just as normally as all the trainings I'd been doing all my life in public speaking and presentation skills. And then there was this last girl who delivered her presentation and I was like, what is wrong? Mm. Because every one of the other nine, I could like pinpoint, do this, do this, do this differently, do this differently, do this differently. That was great. That was great. That was great. But do this differently. But this one could not pinpoint it. And it irritated me. It's like, imagine seeing something in front of you, but you don't know what it is. It's mm -hmm. like a, a ghost would materialize in front of you, Lucas. And you're like, I don't know what that is. I cannot explain it. I don't know where it came from. And um, that's, that was what I felt. So I told her that I saw something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. She got intrigued. I then said, can we have a quick lunch? Can we get back? And can you just re-deliver? Please, I need to look more. I want to help you. And she was intrigued again. So we did that. We went back. I couldn't see it. She went again. I couldn't see it. She went again. I couldn't see it. I became desperate. Time was running out. People were coming back. So I put on I put on the camera and I recorded her and I looked at the recording going back forward, back, 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 forwards, backwards, forwards. I couldn't see, couldn't see it. Went slow motion. 
what is it? And I literally, five minutes to one, which is the normal time in Sweden when people come back from lunch, mm-hmm. I found it. And I remember I had goosebumps from my toes up to my neck. It was a revelation. I'm like, all right, do this. And she did what I said. And and it went away. And then I asked her to do her normal thing. And then it came back. I'm like, mm. God, can it really just be that simple? And then I said, you know, can you deliver your presentation again for all your classmates or your um, participants in the course? And she's absolutely. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was wild, you know, because she was like, "What have you found in me?" <laughs> and then she, everybody came in, and I remember the moment so clearly, where she delivered a presentation, and each person went more and more into like their mouth just became more and more opened out of like a gobsmacked sensation and they looked at her and their expressions were who are you what has happened who's your twin sister <laughs> like consistently oh. and they didn't know what had changed and then i i told them all what the difference was and that was that it was just three degrees. Three degrees made the entire difference. Before, now obviously this is a pod, so we can't really uh, show you, but I, well, we do have cameras as well. Mm. So for those who are looking at this on Instagram, for instance, or TikTok, what she did was this, where she had her nose raised by just three degrees, which gives the impression of being obnoxious or can give the impression of being obnoxious, or, or you believe that you're superior to other people, uh, whilst this is neutral. And, um, and they just got it, you know? But what was absolutely, to me, ground-shaking was that she sent me a letter the year after, handwritten, two pages, where she declared how she, for the first time in her life, she was treated accordingly to her, how she felt that she was, the person she was. Mm. People included her in a way that she hadn't been included before. She was able to, to more clearly communicate with people around her. She'd achieved a promotion. She was in a great relationship. She said that there were so many things that were impacted by the impression that people found her to be obnoxious, not by who she was, but by the way that she acted. Mm. That was one skill. That was three degrees. That that just reignited my motivation to just carry on looking for each of these skills. And boy, you know, I have a story for so many of these skills Mm. which have an equal strong impact on a person's life um, using a skill incorrectly or correctly. Well, that's that it's just crazy that the the simple head angle that we use yeah can have such an impact on the receiving end of our message it's mad isn't it it's so mad and it's it's almost frightening to realize i think that mm. hey wonder which skill i may or may not be using correctly or incorrectly but hey the good thing is you can change them you can learn them, all of them, which is the beauty of it. Mm. Yeah. 
And in this podcast, in the following episodes, we're going to dive deeper into the PDC structure and everything that is. But for those that just want to go right now and don't have time to wait a week to listen to the next episode, where do they go, David? Uh, you, you, well, you have the three TED Talks, the uh, How to Avoid Death by PowerPoint, the Magical Science of Storytelling, and the 110 Steps of Excellence. So simply just go on YouTube and search for my name, David J.P. Phillips. Look at all those three to start with. And then we've just produced so much content on uh, on Instagram. Mm. And there's some amazing videos on YouTube. Uh, and if you like YouTubers, you got to check out one of, some of the first ones we did with uh, reaction videos on PewDiePie. Those are like, he's a legend in Sweden as a YouTuber. Check those out. Superb analysis of skills. Just love those. So plenty of content to indulge in there. And for those that feel, you know, I want want to learn even more. Mm -hmm. You came into my life a bunch of years ago and you started about a year ago. The absolute, the biggest product and project we have at the moment mm. which is called presenter mastery yeah. and uh, i think it's fair for you to just talk a little bit about that well sure yeah uh, it, presenter mastery is our ultimate coaching program where we teach every single week we show you and show up to teach you presentation skills everything within the pdc structure we also have bunch of recorded videos divided up into levels depending on where you want to be if you just want to if if you bar your bar is set at i just want to be the best in my company then you just go for level one but if you really want to take stages and go beyond and be brilliant best of the best then you go into level two and three and this program is uh, it's a treat to do because we see people every single week sharing wins about how they've nailed their presentation they got their new job interview they just got that one got the job uh, even we even had one person who said that they they got the job and then the week after they started was asked to do a presentation on how to communicate because they were so brilliant at communicating so it, it's it's a really cool program if you're interested in becoming a presenter master that is the the very special route for you to take Yes, and we're, we're actually in the same room where we did the broadcast uh, where I do every other Wednesday. Yep. And yesterday in this room we did how to avoid vid- how to avoid death by video conference. And it was it was it was amazing, you know, like uh, of course we have smoke machines, we have uh, disco lights, we have music, but oh that's going to be it's like uh, it's one of the greatest things I I love doing digital training. Mm-hmm. And like if someone came up to me and they said, All "Right, David, you have you have two options. You have to do either physical keynotes and training for the rest of your life, or you have to do digital trainings and keynotes for the rest of your life." I would uh, hands down pick digital, mm-hmm. and um, I have like seven super strong arguments for that. But let's leave that for another. Um, podcast coming up yeah yeah absolutely right. I'll, I'll just share if you're interested in the presenter mastery p- uh, program yep. and want to find out more you go to presentermastery.com slash apply presentermastery.com slash apply and you'll just find information you put in your details and you apply for the program there 
Yes. So what more can we expect from the pod? You created this. What's your idea? Well, in the upcoming episodes, we'll dive deeper into the PDC. So we'll start off with presenter skills and we'll talk more about the the book that you have launched that mm-hmm. is going out now internationally. So we'll dive into that for a couple of episodes. Cool. And then we will go into content. We'll talk about storytelling. We'll talk about PowerPoints. <laughs> we'll talk about the spices, of course. And then we'll do a couple of episodes also about on delivery to really dive into the 110 steps and specifically perhaps a episode on those mother skills i think would be very interesting to to listen to and to not forget the presenter gene needs to be an episode upcoming as well oh yeah yeah most definitely oh yeah we have so many uh we have endless content my man yes this is gonna be fun and as i said i've been looking forward to doing a podcast for Half a decade, five years. Well, here yeah. we are. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying this. I think this allows for for some more proper storytelling instead of just doing these super short videos that we do on, on social media. Mm. So yeah, thanks for taking the opportunity and um, doing this and allowing me to do this with you. Thank Lucas. you. Thank uh, you. It's an it's honor, man. It's a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Till next time. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.